0: Hey, Mountaineer fans, this is Amanda Maisie. You're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Let's go, Mountaineers. I think I did it again.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, we ready, bro. We ready. Ready to rock, ready to record. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate pit joining
2: Jeremy. JN Phoenix, I'm in the building. You know where I be. You know how I does. Today, we're doing pop culture. That is pop culture.
1: Pop, 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 pop. Hit you with that. Yeah. So today, we decided we're going to talk about something that everybody has dealt with. Either you've been on the receiving end, (laughs) most likely you've been on the sending end of the wrong message to the wrong person. Jeremy, do you have any experience with this? Oh,
2: man, oh, man. I feel like everybody does. If you say you haven't, you're lying. And if you say you haven't, then you're probably old and haven't texted that much. Because if you're texting or sending messages, inevitably, at some point, you're going to send the wrong message to the wrong person. And, Brandon, nothing is worse than that feeling. If it was a bad message, especially if it was about the person, there is nothing worse than that cold chill of, what, what? Oh no! Or, or you say, hey, did you get it yet? Uh, no, still you hasn't what? come. Still hasn't come through. And then you go back and recheck. And biggest life, you send it to somebody you didn't mean to send it to. As it says, messages are sent to the wrong recipients all the time,
1: and mostly without consequence. But you don't remember the blips in communication, the hilarious misunderstandings, the feel-good new connections. You remember the worst-case scenarios. Nudes to a relative, a job application to your current boss, and the classic of the genre, a text unambiguous, unambigu- unambiguously about someone
2: to that someone. That is the worst. I'm telling you. The truth is, so there's a number of ways that this can happen. You can just be texting so many different people that when somebody texts you back, you're not paying attention. Bingo. And you and you sent and oh, there's no way to stop it. There's no way to stop it. It's too late. There should be like a buffering. Like, you know on TV, as a person's talking, they say live, but clearly they mute words out. Button. We should have a delay sometimes. But
1: it's too late, baby. Now it's too late. I'm telling
2: you. I'm telling you. They need a delay button. Another way this can happen is if you're in a group text message, but then also if you're texting somebody from the group text message on the side. You tap it frequently in you, every group text. Message. You got it. You got to double and triple check sometimes. You got to double and triple check. I'm even to the point not that I talk to people about people that much, but I'm even to the point. Second segment <laughs> where you've been talking about talking about that people. I will double and triple check that my phone is off. We are done on the phone to make sure that nothing. You know, you didn't butt dial. You didn't think you hung up and they still on the line. You just got to check yourself before you wreck yourself.
1: So what do you? One this is funny. This is from The Guardian. I'm reading this from theguardian.com. It's an article written by L Hunt. Um, and there's a lot of funny stuff in here, but there's one. One woman told me she texted a man she was about to break up with, "Hang on, I'm about to break up with him. I'll call you later." Oh my
2: goodness. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> or even Serena Williams on Snapchat publicly announced her pregnancy when she meant to just send it to friends and family. Too funny. So what happens to the best of us? There's one that says when you screenshot someone's text and accidentally send the screenshot. Oh,
2: my goodness. Because <laughs> here's, here's I, my question. Explain that. No, no, Explain no, that. No, no, There's nothing you can do. I, Brandon, I, I've been guilty of this on multiple occasions, and then you got to try to figure out how to play it off. No, ain't no playing off. You just cold busted, caught out there. So what do you do when you're cold busting caught out there? Me? You know, my, my, my dad and mom always taught me to be a very honest person. But sometimes you just just got to lie. (laughs) How I want to know how you got to swim, move, bro. Here's the thing: those moments after you send the wrong text, as you're realizing, they realize because I mean, you call bust the court out there. You got to be quick on your feet. Quick on your feet. Twinkle toes over here. Just depends on what it is. Sometimes you got to just hey, hey, my bad. Uh, I thought you were downwind. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes there's nothing you can do, but, man, there's just there's nothing like that feeling. That's terrible.
1: One friend emailed scathing criticism of her boss to her boss. In a desperate last-ditch bid to cover her tracks, she went into his office and successfully deleted it from his computer, only to notice it already had been printed out on his desk. Wow. <laughs> Miraculously, she got away with the inbox of choosing. She did not, however, get away with having sent the email in the first place. I think the best thing to do in any situation
2: like this is just man up. Wrong. Apologize. It depends on what it is. I'm telling you, there's a time and place for everything. That's what the Holy Scriptures say. Time and place for everything. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, it just depends on what it is.
1: All right, so that's what we think when it comes to sending messages to the wrong person because every one of us has done it either email or you accidentally hit reply all when you meant to just reply to a certain person. Um, so all of us have been there. What do you do? How do you handle the situation? What's your best story? Tell us your best story involving sending the wrong message, text message, email, or otherwise to the wrong person. Share and share a like with the RVK. You can leave us an anchor message. You can tweet at us. Get at us however you want to. Holla at your boys.
2: Raspy voice!
3: Raspy voice kids. Hey, what's up? It's Jeremy. I was just listening to the latest podcast. You all were talking about the Messages and sending wrong messages and stuff. And we had an incident at work. It was kind of funny. It really wasn't bad, but there was a guy who was, uh, they were going to plan a surprise party for him in the office. Um, kind of a send-off party. He was actually changing jobs, job. And a lady sent out a group email to everybody within the office and accidentally included him in it. So the surprise was ruined. But the funny part was he played along with it and actually replied all to the email about what he should bring. And then they the organizer replied back and said something to the effect of like, Whatever you want. She didn't even realize it was him. <laughs> Love the podcast. Keep going, what you're doing.
1: Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice, kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code RASPYVOICE, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code RASPYVOICE at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs.
0: Hey, are we live, pal? Yeah, we're live. We're recording. Let's go, man. Let's go. raspy Voice
1: Kids. All right, here we go. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, with Jeremy J.N. Phoenix, little brother in the building. And we've got a special guest with us today, all the way from Spain, Mr. Mike Herrera. <laughs>
0: hey, boys, how we doing? I got a whole crowd with me. Say hello. Hey. Hey. Ellen <laughs> is all West Virginia basketball fans, don't you worry about that? No, well, we're ready to rock. So, obviously
1: West Virginia has not been the best of the best. Excuse me. They started they started out 19. Well, they started out excellently and then they've lost 5 of their last 6. We are currently 19 and 9, 7 and 8 in the Big 12, sitting 4th in the Big 12. Somebody described it as a 5 or 6 seed resume looking like a playing team.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I'm not ready to say the wheels are falling off, but uh, I think some boys lost confidence, and now we're in trouble. We are in trouble. But Emmett, Emmett got his mojo back. I think he needs to see some more minutes, regardless of what people are saying on Facebook. Emmett's got his mojo back. He's playing well, and uh, I think I think he's one of the keys. We need him.
1: Well, we need him for sure. When he's when he's got it going, he's hard to stop. His length, his athleticism. But the problem's been he hasn't had it going.
0: Well, he's starting to get it back, man. He's starting to get it back. Let me ask you a question, Brandon. How many guys on the team have a positive assist to turnover ratio right now? How many? What do bet, you think? I would bet one. One. Well, get you know what? Uh, Gabe. I don't like your negativity, Brandon. There's five. There's, There's five. five. How, how many How many got a two to one assist turnover ratio right now? No clue. No idea. 0 Zero, zero. Yeah, We're turning the ball it. over, man. We're turning it over. It's not ideal. So, here's here's the question: Why do we expect our big men to be the best passers on the team? Who's got the best assist turnover ratio in the team? Quick question, quick fire. Gabe Who Bosa, you got? Gabe Oseboyan. Gabe Oseboyan does have the highest assist turnover ratio on the team right now. That is absolutely right. Who's second? uh harler chase harler no Derek colvin jordan mccabe the golden boy jordan mccabe oh he really does he does he does he's uh he's about one and a half assists per turnover everyone else in the doghouse floating around one-to-one there's 11 of them there's 11 of them in trouble but here's
2: the th- here's the thing. You're talking about assist to turnover ratio. Nobody's gonna have any assists, when can't nobody make a bucket?
0: <laughs> you Hi, yes. yeah. I don't I couldn't agree with you more, man. So here's the issue, man. There's a big difference between setting up the three and settling for the three. There's a big difference. You know what I mean? So when you're talking up threes with three seconds left on the shot clock, how many you think those are gonna go in? Well, very few. Very, very few. That's the issue. I think we need to be moving the ball around the outside, moving around the perimeter. We have two of the best offensive rebounding guys in the country. Why don't you just chuck up shots and let the boys do their job? They shouldn't be bouncing. No one can pass. No one can pass to the interior. I think that's a fact. If you want to disagree, we can have that chat. But I think it's a fact. No No one can enter the ball to the interior. So why wouldn't you just move it around the outside, shoot the three, and do the best you can getting a rebound?
2: No, I, I definitely, I definitely feel that. Um, especially if you look at last game and, and I hear what you're saying about, it. obviously we could score on the interior. Doesn't seem like we could put the ball in the hoop. Even when we have designed plays, we're just not shooting it well. I mean, think about, do you need an assist from the free throw line? The truth is you don't, and we can't even make free throws. But yet somehow we still are ranked. We still have 19 wins. Do you think that going on for the rest of the season, that what, what, what's the real West Virginia team? That's my question.
0: Ooh. Uh, that's a great question, by the way. Uh, a good West Virginia team makes rotations on defense, that held defense, which I don't think has been there the last four or five games. I think some of that fire has gone. I think some of that communication has gone. But a real team offensively, I think we're sitting in the bottom 10% in fast break points, transition points. And I don't know why we need four dudes crashing the glass when we have two of the best in the country. Right there, we should have two gunners, two guys running, running down the court, streaking, and a trailer. I don't know why we're not doing it. I think we could get another 10, 12 points a game, and we've been. And I think it's been the difference, to be honest.
2: I think I think the, what you're saying once
1: again. We yeah. got the great Mike Herrera with us. Mike Herrera, <laughs> living in Spain, WVU graduate, drove six hours when I got there to meet me in Madrid so we could watch the Mountaineers play uh, this summer in August, so he's giving us his insight and in what he thinks will help the Mountaineers and what's been going on so far this season. So thanks for joining us, Mike, so far.
0: By the, way, by the way, respect to you, Brandon. This guy flew out from West Virginia to Spain to watch our team play, and we had our struggles. This guy, he's a diehard, man. He's, he's the best. This is Brandon and Jeremy. Brandon. Brandon and Jeremy That's right, Phoenix. Brandon. Brandon what you see? Sorry, we got, our oh, boy, we, got our West, we got our West Virginia fans out here. Hey, right, West we Virginia Worldwide.
2: Right West Virginia
0: Worldwide. It is worldwide. It is worldwide. It, it is worldwide. The West Virginia Mountaineers <laughs> get in. Mike, you will respect them. So, huh? pretty much the way I'm looking at it. And, by the way, I guess before I forget, respect to Coach Carey, the women's team. They're doing well. I know they're on a the slide, but they're doing well. I wanted to just give a quick shout-out to the ladies' basketball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing well. We can't forget about them. So, just – Get that out of the way. They're doing well. No, Let's get back to the men's to basketball. basketball. Right, why, back, back to men's basketball. Why, why are we them. not getting transition buckets? That's the deal. Why are we not getting transition buckets? No gunners. Where's the gunners? What are we doing? I don't know. That's a co- that's a question for Coach Hugs. and if we can get him back on the show, we'll ask
1: him straight up. But I want to know right now from you, Mike, how far is this team going in the tournament?
0: Oh, I still think we're in for a deep <laughs> run. I actually think we're still going to win the Big 12 tournament, and I still think we're a Sweet 16 team, at, at the worst. At the worst. And you know what? Because our guy's going to be peaking at the right time. Taz is getting his minutes now. Sean McNeil's getting his minutes now. Hot boy starting to warm up, as we saw in Texas. So I think um, I think we're peaking at the right time, and I think the right thing is going to happen. I think Coach is going to make the right adjustments. And I think we're on pace for uh, – a good run. Yeah, a big shout out to Joe Jennings Bookmakers in the UK. Yeah, and a shout out to Joe Jennings Bookmakers in the UK. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah, free hey! hey free plug. Sorry, no, no, you ain't even live there.
1: Yeah, now nah, I see what you're doing. I've done it
0: before myself. Shout out to Tony Caridi. Sure, shout so out to, nice to Tony Caridi, yes sir. But, no, uh, I, honestly, in, in all honesty, I think we're we're on the right track. I think our uh, right boys are peaking at the right time. I think we're doing what we're supposed to do, and if we get our defensive rotations in check and we get some gunners going, I think we'll be all right. Then why can't we win on the road right now? Man, I don't know if it comes down to travel, communication, confidence. I don't know. That trip to Ames has me nervous. That's a long flight. It's not like going to Texas, going to Iowa, man. that's a long flight. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. Road woes, man, I wish I had an answer, but I, I just don't have one. What do you think? What's your thought?
1: I don't know what it is exactly. I know that young players play better at home, and this is a young team. So that's what I'm going with for now. Um, but this is not a new problem. We had this problem last year. So it's it's questionable. we got to figure something out, and it's on Coach Huggins to do that. But he's a legendary coach, Hall of Famer in the future for sure. He'll do it, I
0: believe, personally. Mike, we thank you for you- What's up? I tell you what, Brand, I tell you what, Brando. I just want to say this I know there's plenty of folks that are on the uh, little Facebook fan pages that follow you guys. I'm tired of the negativity, man. Hugs is the answer. Don't don't try and change this guy. Don't bash this guy. He knows what he's doing. He's gonna write the ship. He knows how to get a team peaking at the right time. It's like golf, man. Guys get ready for the big tournaments, and we're getting ready for our big tournament. The right guys are getting the right minutes at the right time. The rotations are looking good. Starting five is looking good. I, I think I think we're poised to do some big things this year. All right. Well, thanks again to the Mike Herrera, the Mike
1: Herrera, <laughs> for joining the Raspy Voice Kids, the RVK, once again connecting with that Spain
0: connection We appreciate you, brother, and we hope to talk to you soon. I appreciate you, Brandon, Jeremy. You boys have a good night, all right? I'll be listening to the rest of the show. All right, brother. Take care, fellas.
2: That was good. I mean, Raspberry Voice Kids, we just hear a little bit about the fan, you know, how everybody's talking right now. Everybody has feelings. This guy from Spain, a West Virginia alumni, loves the Mountaineers. Everybody has their two cents of how you can fix it, but ultimately we know it's in Huggs' hands. Hugs Hugs is the head coach. Hugs has to figure it out. Hugs has to get it done. So, um, like they're I said, paying him three point eight million dollars a year to do it. And we love hearing the fans, you know, feelings on it and how the the, uh, the state of West Virginia and the old Golden Blue feel.
1: Yeah, and we get to hear how the old Golden Blue feel from around the world. From around the world, but we see it on social media too, all the time. right me The Raspy Boys Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get swill. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. Big shout to Shrink of Bulls. Drinkables, supporting the RVK partnership since day one. All right, time for segment number three with the raspy voice kids. We just wrapped up talking about the West Virginia basketball team. Me, Jeremy Phoenix, and Mike Herrera. Now we're going to talk about the West Virginia basketball team, but this time we're talking about it not
2: from just on the court. No, it it, it might kind of hit on it, and it's the thing that's going on in social media right now.
1: Yes, so many people have so many opinions, so many
2: expressions. Right now, Jeremy, how do you feel about what's happening on social media? Um, Look, I've said it a million times, it's not good to go too far. You can't bash people, You can't like personally. You can't personally attack people for off-the-court things. I, I don't think that's right. But the truth is, right or wrong, it comes with the territory. You're playing major collegiate basketball. That's right, we all should be behind our team. That's right, we all bleed gold and blue. But the truth of the matter is, the way the world is set up now, People, it's instant reaction um, to what's going on. And I get it. We're passionate. We're emotional. People are going to say stuff. Don't be disrespectful. But if you lose, uh, I don't know, let me just throw out a number five or six games, (laughs) Yeah, people are going to react because that's what makes us a great fan base because we're passionate. If we didn't care, we wouldn't care. But we do. Now, like I said, I keep wanting to reiterate, don't take it too far. Don't take it off the
1: court. what do you mean by too far? Because everybody seems to have a different opinion about what's too far. I don't want to hear... Because there are people who... So we did this poll on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. On Facebook and Instagram, the, the uh, majority said that it was never okay to criticize um, players or coaches.
2: All right. No, so, on so, Twitter... So what's criticizing?
1: Majo- no, no. On, on Twitter, the majority said it is okay to criticize players and coaches. And then, of course, there were comments. Some people said if you don't have anything nice to say,
2: don't say anything at all. Some people said... Uh, it's a free country. It's free speech. All right. So so here's my thing. When you going to say, this idiot, he's so stupid, stuff like that, I don't like it. But if you're saying facts, he can't shoot. They can't pass. Uh, we stink on the road. Those are all things that we all see with our own eyes. You think Huggins isn't saying in the locker room? Huggins said to the media, we stink right now. What in the world do you think he's saying to the players in the locker room?
1: See, that's one of the things. And, and
2: and here's the thing. I know he's a coach, and we are not. So he's allowed to say different things because he has more of a relationship. But this is uh uh this is I think about um The Godfather. When Michael's talking to uh, uh the guy from Miami, and Michael said, This is the business that we do. You're a collegiate basketball player at West Virginia University, across the country, a major athletic program. This is what happens people are going to react to the way you are playing so what do you make of people saying it's going to make kids not want to come play here if you don't want to come to west virginia because people are saying stuff then i'm not saying i don't want you i'm saying if i'm saying i don't want you you're going to have to have i'm saying
1: you i'm saying you're thin skin you're soft and um you basically you're not going to make it you're not cut out to make this is what comes this is what comes to the territory with big boy programs how big it? boy programs, they talk about big boy programs. You know where they don't talk about you? Marshall. Yeah. You know where they don't talk about you? Glenville State. They don't talk about you at Fairmont State University. Pitt football. They don't, they don't talk about you. They don't you. care. They don't care. So they don't show up to the games, but they also don't talk to, talk about you on social media. So you, to me, you got to take the good with the bad. Now, I personally think it's too far to tag or at a player. Yeah,
2: don't don't at them.
1: Do not at the player. Do not tag the player. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's rude. I think it's disrespectful. And second of all, who needs you to at somebody? And also, don't at anybody with anything you wouldn't say to their face. Oh, preach. Because if you're preach. adding them, you're basically saying something that you would that you would say to their face, in my opinion. You want to confront them? You want to say that to them? Okay. But then take what's coming with it. <laughs> and that's <a> tail whipping. Yeah. <laughs> For most of y'all. Should be a tail whipping. When it comes to the coaches, the coaches are fair game. Now, we've interviewed every single coach on that coaching staff. We've had every single one of them on here. We have nothing but respect and love for that Absolutely. coaching staff. Hugs is a Hall of Famer. We've had Eric Martin on here multiple times. Larry Harrison. We've had all the coaches on here. And uh, Ron Everhart. We've had all the coaches on here. So we have the utmost respect for them. Don't think for a second we don't. People have accused us of protecting the coaches um, because we have them on the show. They're like, oh, we know you don't want to say anything bad because you don't want to have them on the show. I believe coaches are fair game.
2: I I, I 100% do You're
1: so. getting paid millions
2: of dollars Look, or hundreds of thousands of dollars. You are fair game. And you're an adult. You know what? And, and I did. You know what to say? When Huggins says I did have a, not issue, but yeah, I had an issue with this. When Huggins saying it's on the kids now. Did he say that? Uh, he's been saying that to some effect. To, to some effect, and, and the reason why I have such a problem with this is because they're not being paid three point eight million dollars a year. Huggins is in the top ten coaching coaches getting paid from one of the smallest states. Now we believe in him; he's done a lot of great things. But it's your job—that is your job—to do. Like I'm not—I'm not. Don't get mad at me. That is exactly you were being paid a very good wage to figure out how to get through to these kids. Last year, we all right. These, all right, we, we had some players who wouldn't buy in. Now we're here the very next year, and it feels like the same thing's happening again. The truth is, two years does not make a career. This guy's a Hall of Fame coach. He knows way more than all of us. All us armchair quarterbacks, Huggins knows ten times more than we could ever dream about knowing. Yes. So I don't know the answer. But I also don't get paid $3.8 million to figure it out.
1: Now I agree 100%. The other thing I'll say about everything you're saying is, as much as I love Hugs. And as great as hugs is, you cannot argue with almost nine hundred wins.
2: Oh, there's no, you yo. can't argue
1: with his career. Men, there is no arguing.
2: Men lie, women lie. Numbers, numbers don't. You
1: cannot argue with his passion and love for the state. You cannot argue with what he's done for the state. You can't argue what he's done for the before Boys kids. Even amen. But that does not make him infallible. Yep. That does not make him beyond reproach. That doesn't make him the kind of person where you can't say anything questioning him. I'm not saying bash him. Now people seem to go to two extremes. When, you, when I asked this question, yeah. when I asked this question on social media, there are people who responded by saying, anyone saying hugs should be fired shouldn't get to talk. Well, who said anything about hugs being fired? Yeah. We just said criticized. Critic- criticism and firing are two different things. Criticism and hating are two different things. Criticism and trashing are two different things. Yeah. If somebody called, like, was to make fun of his appearance or to make fun of whatever, the way he talk or whatever you want to say, that's, that's a different line. But, saying,
2: but asking questions about the lineup, asking questions about rotations. Ask the question why we're always in the bottom 300th in scoring efficiency almost every year. Yeah.
1: Those kinds of things I don't think are off limits.
2: And I think if you're not a real fan,
1: if you're not asking those kinds of questions, because it means you're not paying attention and you're not bothered by it.
2: Do I think he's going to figure it out? I personally do. I'm not as worried about this team as other people are. I'm, you know what? And the truth of the matter is... And maybe I should be, but I'm not. I think I say this every year. We're due, though. we're due we are and 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 i said this before i said only way we're going to go deep in the tournament is if we get hot can't get it much colder at some point we're gonna catch fire at some point we're gonna start knocking down our shots hopefully hopefully there's nothing i've seen within the last six games that tells me that that is actually possible Cash
1: sherman was scoring 15 points a game until he only got 12 minutes last game that's the kind of question I want to ask. Why does Taj Sherman only get 12 McNeil, minutes?
2: Why is McBride, and Sherman on the bench for the last four minutes of the game or so? When
1: we're down seven and can't score. And we can't score. So those are the kinds of things I have questions about. I want to know. Now, we could easily get Huggins on the show, and he could easily say to us his answer. And I might be blown away and think, oh, that makes sense. I never thought about that.
2: Yeah, because you know what? The thing is, it's a process. When you deal with kids, especially young kids like West Virginia has, it's a process. And like I said, I've said this before. Calipari said, you know, when I deal with these young kids, I let them try to figure out themselves before I come in and preach. So we may go 15 games, and then I say, hey, you know what? This is how you do it. So they know my way is better. Maybe, you know, Huggins has coached for lots of seasons. I guess the thing with me that gets me is that he seems – like he's given up. No, he or doesn't. Or like he's lost. He's lost. That's I guess that's the bigger thing for me. He seems like he's lost. What he says, it seems like he's exasperated and he doesn't know what to do. That's that's the thing that kind of makes me step back and like, "Oh, whoa, maybe maybe this is different."
1: Well, my thing is talking about him being exasperated and not knowing not knowing what to do. You have to remember that he called this team out after a 15 point win.
2: Yeah, so he saw it coming before everybody else did. He's he's been saying that for a long time. He said, "I saw this coming."
1: He saw it coming before the rest of us did. So that's another little feather in his cap about. No, no, and remember how everybody was like, "Oh, we
2: won by fifteen. What, what, what?" Like talk about hugging his call. He's never happy, and like he said, "I saw this coming."
1: What I want to know though is why are we having the same problems from last year show up this year? That's the part I don't get and you can see some of the body language. You look at Derek Derek Culver screaming at Miles McBride multiple times. Um body language on the on the on the bench. Huggins talking about players asking for more playing time. Or what do they need to get more playing time? And him saying grow up. I'm just curious why these teams continue to have trouble with maturity. Is it the type of player we're recruiting? Is it the system? Is it the process? Or is it just a bad They're young. They're young. it's just a bad profession. streak.
2: Maybe Maybe that's what it is. Well, here's the thing, too, that kind of gets me, too. He always says they don't spend enough time in the gym, specifically when they talk about free throws. Obviously, they spend a lot of time working on defense. I'm sorry. He acts like he has no control over free throws. This is something they should be doing their time? No, I'm sorry. You're the head coach, the way I feel. And it does, here's the truth. It doesn't matter how I feel. I have no control over anything. Bob Huggins calls everything and, and, and makes all the decisions. But I would think that you could say – before you leave practice, you make 100 free throws. Has he done that? I'm not I sure. Think they, I think he said they do do that. Okay. If you don't make free throws during a game, you're not going to play. Well, that doesn't make any – I mean no, – No, I'll give you an example. We played in a basketball tournament, me being the great coach that I am. And there's this guy. His name. I'll tell you his name. Fuqua. Fuqua was – every time he went to the cup, he would get fouled. They couldn't guard him. Six plays in a row, he went to the free throw line. And over those three minutes – the lead for the other team continue to grow because he missed every one of his free throws. I don't care if you're better than the guy across from you. When you're not hitting your free throws, we come away with no points. So your plus minus ratio goes down. We need points. The easiest way to get points is free throws. I don't know how. I don't know how he can get through them. He probably does. He he may. He may not. I don't know. Maybe I beat a dead horse. But we, we got to figure this free throw thing out. We leave those points on the board. We win. We we're, we're really close to winning that game if we make even seventy five percent of our free throws from last game.
1: We're not making threes either.
2: We're not making threes at all. But threes
1: aren't free. Threes aren't free. But the other team sure seems to make them.
2: They really do. How, by the way, about how is every team? I even feel like we play good defense, and, and every team these last six games has just been lighting it up. Just lighting it up. No, it's 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 career
1: night after career night after career <laughs> night for players from the other team, but. Those are our two cents. That's how we feel about the social media stuff. That's how we feel about this year's team so far. That's how we feel about Coach Huggins, who we have immense respect for, who is the greatest basketball coach, arguably the greatest coach in the history of West Virginia sports. Um, So that's how the Raspberry Boys kids feel. Tell us how you feel. You guys have been saying it on social media. Give us a response on this show. Uh, Anchor message. Tweet at us. Get at your boys, the RVK.